The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, we made it back from SHOT Show. The cartel all in one piece. Some of us worse than others, as you can listen to my voice this morning. You're going to get a, uh, well, let's just say the flu found Matlock while we were in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I'm powering through it today, so we're going to see how this goes, and hopefully I can get all three hours in. would be absolutely nice. But uh, welcome to the program, Conservative Cartel, this Saturday morning as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here in the beautiful city of Fort Worth, Texas. We are on the Blaze Radio Network this morning, so appreciate the fact you found us there. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. So I'll tell you what, for being the first time that the cartel had ever been at SHOT Show, we got a lot of things I mean, it it was a great trip, met a lot of fantastic, interesting people, talked to a ton of Second Amendment folks. I mean, you just, you you, you can't go anywhere at SHOT Show without running into them. So it was fantastic. Uh, Almost 1,700 exhibitors at SHOT Show in Vegas. Had Had a good time. My wife was out there. Ron's wife was out there. We did a little bit of vacationing. I spent the last day of it in bed with the flu. And uh, you got me here today. So we're going to, like I said, I'm going to power through this. But uh, going to talk a lot, of, a lot of things to talk about today. Going to get caught back up. Immigration. Trump has come out with an immigration plan that, uh know if I'm so hot on. But then again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it because I think I think once again Donald Trump he has a strategy. I, I think that's what it is, and and I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you on this. We're gonna get deep into the immigration deal here in the first hour. I'll I'll, I'll run through what is being offered, what is coming out of the White House, what is going on, all of that stuff. But I want to hear I want to hear from you on this immigration. You know, do you think Donald Trump has a master plan do you think that uh, he is showing the world what the democratic party really is i mean i've got some theories here we'll get to them as the first hour unfolds but we've got immigration dreamers and uh, fair the federation uh for uh immigration reform americans for immigration reform has come out against it uh you've got here's the thing we're going to get into the second hour davos the world economic forum uh, <laughs> the uh, mainstream media wanted you to think or was telling us that Donald Trump was going to go to Switzerland, I believe, and he was going to fall on his face, was going to fall down, w- w- was going to I- implode, explode, was going to make a fool of himself, whatever, whatever, you know, you want to think, you know, or what, whatever, whatever they thought was going to happen didn't. I mean, Donald Trump went to Davos and, look, told the world exactly how it was. Exactly how it was. And then in the third hour, the State of the Union 
is Tuesday. The State of the Union address is Tuesday night, the 30th of January. I mean, this is already the 27th, which is crazy, by the way. But we're going to cover that a little bit. I want to talk about the State of the Union. I want to talk about what I think Donald Trump's going to say. We're going to talk about the rebuttal because that's <laughs> kind of funny. They, they picked a complete and utter pasty white guy who's rich like Trump to rebut Trump. Kind of funny, but don't don't let that fool you because Maxine Waters is going to BET, Black Entertainment Television. How racist. And she's going to give her rebuttal. And on top of all of that, we got the XFL because we got the Super Bowl coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. And uh, Vince McMahon from the WWF and WWE fame, the, the, the professional wrestling, is, is bringing back the XFL. I think if you'll remember, he did this some years ago and tried to create an alternative football league, and it just didn't work well because the NFL was chugging right along. But now, with viewership down, with knuckleheaded, non-patriotic football players kneeling for the national anthem, is it now time for another league to come in and compete? I mean, isn't that what life is all about? Competition. Isn't that what business is about? Competition. Is it time to compete? And on top of all of that, as we go throughout the program, we did some interviewing out at SHOT Show. We're gonna, we've got nine little short uh, interviews of companies that we spoke with that came to Radio Row that we're going to play throughout the next three hours. So about, well, about every, about every segment, we'll throw one in. And uh, you'll, you'll see some, some great companies. And if, and if you listened last week, you heard us interview a lot, a lot of good companies. I mean, it, it, was, it was fantastic at SHOT Show. Now, I did get to see Penn & Teller, by the way. Got a picture taken with Penn with my wife. Slipped him a business card, see if he would uh, watch the program. Flew back last night from Vegas and was on the same plane as Dana Lash from formerly The Blaze. So it's kind of a good trip. Had a nice conversation with her and her husband in the airport last night in DFW. Really, really nice lady. Really, really nice man. So had a very nice conversation there. But boy, did we, we enjoyed. I know I enjoyed. Outside of getting this whatever up I got. I enjoyed Vegas. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I like going out to Vegas. I, I like the town. But I'll tell you what I really liked was just being around other people who are like-minded. You know, as we go down this road, as I've done this program, as the cartel has grown to where it is today, it's nice to gauge where we are at and when you go talk to other people because we were on radio row when you go talk to other people in your profession and and you start comparing notes it's nice to know where you stack up and my gosh i'll tell you the cartel stacks up pretty well with some some bigger name shows around the country and we're, we're, we're definitely pleased about that you know ron and i work very hard we, we have sacrificed a lot of stuff to get where we're at. And, and it was nice to catch up with people like Ben Ferguson, uh, Jonathan Gillum, uh, David Webb, uh, Mark Walters, 
to name a few. I mean, we got to talk to all those guys who are all quite sizable. You know, they have quite sizable followings, and they've been on the radio for quite some time. So it was nice to go out and do that and uh, meet them. We got to meet Mark Geist. Um, We talked to many people. I mean, we we talked to Jonathan Gillum on the show one day, Mark Geist, um, several other companies that came by. But uh, it it was a good – I guess what I'm saying was it was a good trip. But it's always – it's always nice to come back home. You know what I mean? It's always nice. It's always tough. Whenever you fly west, it's always tough because going out, you're fine. I mean, you pick up a couple hours, you get to go, you know, you fly out of Dallas and it's, you know, 10 in the morning. You get to Las Vegas, it's 11 in the morning. You know, you lose, you, you only lose an hour, you know, but coming back, you lose your entire day. It's crazy how that works. And I'll tell you, between flying, sickness, and everything else, I'm ready to sleep the rest of the weekend. I can tell you that. But look, we got lots of stuff going on here, lots to talk about. I'm going to get into immigration, but I'm going to leave you with this question as we start. What do you think Donald Trump is trying to accomplish with this offer of immigration that he has now put out to the Democratic Party? That's my question I want to throw out to you today. What, what, is, what is Donald Trump trying to accomplish? What is Donald Trump doing throwing out this? Because we know that with any deal that comes about, the wall's got to be part of that deal, right? Wall's got to be part of that deal. So is this a strategic ploy? Is this Donald Trump caving? Is this Donald Trump showing the world what the Democratic Party is? I mean, there's a lot of things we can consider here that we're going to go down through the next hour. So give me a call on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-933-93. would love to hear your opinion on what Donald Trump is doing with immigration. I'm going to get into that and much more as the cartel here this Saturday morning is uh, just getting started. So don't go anywhere. Go grab a friend. Make sure you share and like. Lots of things to get done. Matt Locke, the conservative cartel, rolls on. Stick around. Conservative Cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. The Conservative Cartel. Well, welcome back to the conservative cartel this Saturday morning. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty, live from the Nine Line Apparel studios here in Fort Worth, Texas. If you'd like to be part of the program, here's how you reach me on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Now, Ron, we promised these, these men and women, the audience here, that we were going to share some of our interviews out at SHOT Show. So I'm going to pull up the first interview here. I'm going to have Ron play this. Uh, the guy's name is Jeremy Griffin. 
He's from Grizzly Targets. And I'll tell you what, this guy has a fantastic idea going on. And you need to listen to this. So go ahead, Ron, and give it a play. Matlock here live from the Conservative Cartel SHOT Show in Vegas, 2018, day three. And I'm sitting here with Jeremy Griffin from Grizzly Targets. Jeremy, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Whereabouts are you from and what do you do? Originally from upstate New York, and now we're in Tampa, Florida. And I own Grizzly Targets, which is a steel target manufacturing company that makes probably, I would have to say at this point, literally the best stuff on the market right now i love it he's he is he, he likes his product yeah which is good so jeremy you've you, you've dropped off this flyer here to us it says drop zone gunner explain to me what this event is what do you do so basically what we did is we found we finally found a way to crack the code of combining tough mutter with american ninja warrior with an actual live fire shooting competition and no, bro, this was, the, this was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I have never seen this many happy people in what, a shooting competition you ever. Have, so you have to explain this, because we've been sitting here before this interview. Right. I mean, people running around with guns in an obstacle course right. shooting at stuff sounds, sounds terri- very dangerous. Sounds terrifying. Right. So what, what happens? So, so basically, so this is what it is. is all, all the weapons are staged, okay. which is really the main thing, right? So you've got... You, you've got obstacles, and then they go into the shooting stage. They shoot. They leave the weapon there, and then they go back onto the obstacle course and rinse and repeat, you know, four or five, six times, however many stages you got. And then we cut a trail out through the woods for the trail run back. That's essentially what it is. We've got um, the, the obstacles we made were absolutely, they were so cool. The, so I mean, expl- it, explain to us okay, some of so that. Like, so, so the way that we made them was they're actually all interchangeable, too. So we had, like, these giant all these giant steel mountains because keep in mind so grizzly's putting this on right right so a lot of people are like oh the obstacles wooden obstacles like no we made all of ours out of steel and it is impressive looking man so you have like these giant steel mountains they have logs going across them or cargo nets going up and down them or ropes going over the top of them and espn's battle frog actually came out for it too and brought their giant battlefield obstacle which was so big we actually broke it into two and put it in two different spots and then we had the uh we had the mud, the mud run underneath yep. with the barbed wire on the top. So you're crawling through all the muck and the mud, and then you go and shoot in that prone position. And, oh, my God, it was, it was, it was insane. I, I was so happy by the time it was said and done. So what in the world ever made you say, one day, I'm going to do this? I, I'll tell you, when, when, we do, when we just did it, and it was the same thing after we did it the first one a couple years ago, the amount of people that got reached out to me and said, I've been looking for something like this my entire life, right? Because when, I, when, I got, when we got going with Grizzly, we're going to a bunch of different shooting events and stuff, and I'm, I just saw there's a gap in the market for it. Right. You know, there is, there, there, is a, there, is a, there is a desire out there for something that resembles the obstacle courses from boot and whatnot that gives people a little bit more of that physical fitness element right but allows them to also shoot as well and you know it's 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 complicated there's right. a lot of moving parts but and i'll be honest like when i was trying to explain so we had like 25 ro's on this thing it is heavy on what that is okay range officers okay thank you it's heavy on the manpower yes. right because you have so much going on trying to explain that to them initially of what they're like like these guys a couple of them actually laughed they're like what are you talking about like, have you lost your mind? And I'm like, no, listen, when you see start to operate, you're going to realize how simple this whole concept actually is. And they all came back and said at the, at the same thing at the end of the day. They go, I got to give it to you, man. This was a phenomenal event, and it was actually very easy to manage once we got going with it. Well, that's fantastic. Jeremy, 
Where can they find you? Any social media, website, tell them where they can find okay, you. Okay, so you can check us out, Grizzly, at grizzlytargets.com. And then as far as the event goes, that's dropzonegunner.com. We've definitely got another one of those coming up in October. I just spent $40,000 on obstacles. We have to do more of them. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So we've got definitely another one coming up in October, but I am here at SHOT. We're trying to put together the national tour. So if anybody out there is listening and is in with a larger firearms manufacturer that can support something like this, hit me up because we want to bring it to their town. Give Jeremy, drop him an email. I love the salesman. Ooh, uh, Jeremy, you thank you man. for taking the time to be on the cartel. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Man, one of the many... Great interviews that we had at SHOT Show. Jeremy Griffin there with Grizzly Targets. Make sure you check them out. But uh, let's, let's, let's get back to immigration. Because I've got a headline here from Breitbart. E-Verify advocate Lamar Smith. White House amnesty plan, not a good deal for American workers. Now, this uh, Mr. Lamar Smith, Republican Texas, the longtime advocate for American workers says the White House's expansive amnesty to give potentially millions of illegal aliens a pathway to citizenship has left him disappointed. Smith slammed the White House amnesty plan crafted by advisors such as Mark Short, General John Kelly, Kirsten Nielsen, and Stephen Miller, saying in a statement that it would grant amnesty today while delaying all pro-American immigration reforms until a distant tomorrow. Now, Smith said, I am disappointed in the administration's immigration proposal. There is not much interior enforcement, and it doesn't include workforce verification, which would protect jobs for American workers. This proposal grants amnesty today and delays legal immigration reforms until a distant tomorrow. It is not a good deal for the American people. So, you may say, and this is what we always see, it's always... The Democrats want now, and we'll do something for you later. And later means never. Let's just call this what it is. Later means it's never going to happen. Never. So let's run through what this actually means to you and I, because here's what the White House plan includes. Citizenship for at least 1.8 million illegal aliens and potentially millions more. Potentially. Excuse me. A more than 10-year wait before legal immigration levels are reduced to provide much-needed relief and wage increases to American working and middle class. A repurposing of the 50,000 visas that currently import foreign nationals through the visa lottery. $25 $25 billion, with a B, to fund the construction of a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. No provisions to enact mandatory E-Verify, which would ban employers from hiring illegal aliens. No provisions to deal with the issue of ending birthright citizenship. That's kind of crazy. Now, in this whole deal, I think the big thing here is a more than 10-year wait before legal immigration levels are reduced to provide much-needed relief and wage increases to American working and middle class. That I don't like. Now, he put in the $25 billion for the wall because that's about what it's going to take to build the wall total. Now, this E-Verify, why in the world would we not want E-Verify? Now, if you're not familiar with E-Verify, it's a form that an employer fills out 
that you have to fill out as an employee to verify your citizenship. I don't, does anybody see the problem with that? I mean, you should be a citizen of the United States or have a valid green card or visa to work under. And believe me, I know I'm a recruiter. I, I've I've dealt with people who've had green cards. I've dealt with people people who have visas that can work under whatever visa you know that the company can get for them. I mean, there's international companies all the time that do that. But I, I'm 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 sincerely confused when it comes to what the problem is with e-verify, because if you have something in place that verifies that you are a citizen of this country then we would crack down on illegal immigration. We'd crack down on illegal aliens instantly. Because even Lamar Smith, he says, look, he, <laughs> this, is, this is not something we shouldn't do. Now, under all of this, because in September, Smith introduced legislation to mandate E-Verify as well as the Immigration and the National Interest Act, which is similar to Senator Tom Cotton and Senator David Perdue's Legal Immigration Cutting Wage Raising Raise Act. And now, under Smith's legislation, the U.S. would admit no more than 500,000 legal immigrants a year. The current low-skilled legal immigration system will be replaced by a merit-based system, which is what it should be replaced with anyway. Family chain migration, whereby newly naturalized citizens can bring an unlimited number of foreign relatives to the U.S. would be ended. Skilled immigrants with English language skills would be given priority. I I mean, these are all, are these not all common sense? I mean, when you really, when you really think about this, isn't this just common sense? Now, I'm, as, as we go up throughout this hour, I'm going to give you my opinion on what I think Donald Trump is doing. Not, I'm not going to give it to you yet. I want you to hang on a little bit longer, maybe in the next segment, maybe in the final segment. But I think Donald Trump has a strategy. I think it's a brilliant strategy, to be quite honest. But when you start doing these kinds of things, I watch on social media as you get a lot of I don't know if I would call them, I mean, what Donald Trump's throwing out there is not very conservative. Let's just say it. Allowing 1.8 million illegals to have amnesty, not very conservative. To let stuff hang off until 10 years later, not very conservative. To get the wall paid for, very conservative. To not have E-Verify, not very conservative. So you start looking at this and and you start thinking to yourself, okay, why would, why would Donald Trump do this? Why, Why would Donald Trump, why would Stephen Miller, who is a big advocate of border security, the wall, you know, getting, you know, holding down illegal aliens and immigration, you know, you got to start dissecting this. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to start getting into this in the next segment because the left, after getting pretty much everything they want have still said, no, we don't want that. So how the world, how do we please these people? How, what do you do? Don't go anywhere. As the cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. This-
This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Conservative Cartel, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke, your voice of liberty, live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. But it is that time again, the cartel honoring our heroes. And it's unfortunate every week that we have to do this, but the cartel stands behind our men and women in uniform. And this week we honor Deputy Sheriff Heath Gum who end of watch was Wednesday, January 24th. Uh, Mr. Gum, Deputy Sheriff Heath Gum, was shot and killed during a foot pursuit near 88th Avenue and Dawson Street in Thornton, Colorado. Deputies had responded to an assault in progress call at approximately 7.30 p.m. and became involved in the foot pursuit with one of the subjects. The man ran behind the house in the 87. block of Dawson Street as Deputy Gum ran behind the house. He was shot by the subject and struck in the chest. Subject was apprehended and charged with murder of a peace officer and two additional counts of murder. A search continues for the two additional subjects. Now, Deputy Gum had served with the Adams County Sheriff's Office for four years. He is survived by his wife and his family. Five years on tour, age 32, Deputy Sheriff Heath Gum. End of watch, January 24, 2018. So, as we were saying, we were at the uh, we were at the SHOT Show all this last week. And uh, throughout the show, we're going to play some interviews. Some are a little bit longer than others. But we're going to head over here to uh, Dave Stevens, uh, NC Star. And I want you to listen to this interview and what they stand for. Matt Locke here from the Conservative Cartel, day two of the SHOT Show Live. And uh, we're here with Dave Stevens. Dave, who are you with? NC Star. Now, what does NC Star, what do you do? Uh, we specialize in several different types of accessories, uh, predominantly for the AR and AK-47, some of the black gun market. Uh, we do optics, red dot sights, lasers, flashlights, bipods, uh, tools, and we also do a lot of soft goods accessories. And I mean by soft goods, I'm talking about backpacks, vests, uh, plate carriers. We've even started to branch out into other areas like ballistic panels and boots and other types of apparel like jackets, uh, CCW purses, a little bit of everything. So why should someone buy NC Star? Uh, value. It's got to be the value of our product. You get a quality product at a more than fair price. We have some of the lowest prices in the industry and the warranty to back it up. Customer service is one of our number one things. So we want to make sure the customer is taken care of no matter what. Somebody has a problem with with our scopes, let's say, lifetime warranty. If they drop it off their truck and it breaks, no problem. Put it in a box and it back to me. I'll send them a brand new one. Dave, thank you for your time. Certainly appreciate it. A lot of great companies out there at the SHOT Show, and Dave Stevens there from NC Star. Check those guys out. But uh, I want to get back into this here. We're talking immigration, talking about what's going on with Donald Trump. And I found an article today. I find this interesting because the headline is, Dreamers Reject Trump's Amnesty Plan, a White Supremacist Ransom Note. So now it's racist. Now Donald Trump is racist. Now I want you to think about this for a second. Donald Trump has given up more in the 1.8 million than he needed to. Because if you remember, there's only like, what, 800,000 
dreamers, and I'm using air quotes for those of you not watching our Facebook Live. And by the way, I probably ought to give a shout-out. I apologize. I'm a little groggy-headed today. I probably ought to give a shout-out to our terrestrial affiliates. Uh, ninety-two point Talk 92.1 out of Valdosta, Georgia. Talk 107.5 out of Jasper, Florida. And, of course, Talk 1330 out of Carrollton, Georgia. We certainly appreciate the fact that you found us on your radio dial today. Obviously, the Blaze Radio Network. But you can also find us on Spreaker, TalkAmericaRadio.us iTunes, and of course, iHeartRadio. So there you go. But uh, dreamers reject Trump's plan. You have to ask yourself why. I mean, you have to look at this plan. It's not good for the conservative type person in this country, right? I mean, you're, you're getting amnesty. You're, we're holding off on the chain, uh, the, the chain migration. We're holding off on the um, 10 years of not doing anything on the end of that, which means never. Like I told you, you know, we're going to wait 10 years to get all of the stuff that the Republicans want, but it isn't ever going to come, right? But United We Dream, described as the largest immigration youth-led network in the country, rejected President Donald Trump's immigration framework that would give 1.8 million young illegal aliens a pathway to citizenship. Now, quote, let's call this proposal for what it is, a white supremacist ransom note. Now, what what does this have to do with color? Can anybody answer me that? I'm I'm telling you, I want to hear all your opinions, by the way. The Black Rifle Coffee hotline is open, 888-900-3393. This is now racist. Is everything racist? I mean, is that the society we now live in? I mean, Donald Trump is is saying, look, I'll give 1.8 million of these illegal aliens amnesty. But they don't like the, I mean, what is there? I mean, I'm trying to stay calm because I don't have a lot of voice here. And if I start getting shouty, I might not have any voice by the time three hours ends. But my question is, the Democratic Party, I guess this is a statement first, then a question. The Democratic Party ought to be absolutely overjoyed from what they are getting from this deal, right? So what the hell is the problem? There's the question. <laughs> I mean, what in the, what's the problem? Donald Trump is literally giving you everything you want. The only thing he is asking for from a conservative point of view is building a wall. And here's the next question. Why don't liberals want to fix this problem? Why don't they want to fix this? I mean, Donald Trump has given them an olive branch and said, look, here you go. But yet, here we are, oh my gosh, it's racist. It, 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 it's it's a it's a white supremacist ransom note. Gracia Martinez Rosa, advocacy director for the U the UWD, said in a statement on Twitter, Trump and Stephen Miller killed DACA, the Deferred Action on Childhood Arrivals, and created the crisis that immigrant youth are facing. You know the funny thing is, they didn't create anything. You know who created a crisis? Barack Hussein Obama who unconstitutionally made an executive order 
for illegals to come here because DAP has already been thrown out. But yet, you know, these people have short memories. They don't remember that. They, they don't remember that at all. And now it's like, oh, oh, they've created this crisis. Who's created a crisis? Trump? No. What Donald Trump has done is said, look, this is an executive order. Hey, Congress, you go back to work. You put something together and, and you fix this. So Trump has thrown his plan out here and said, here's what my plan looks like. You do yours. Because right now we're, we're not getting anything done. And I'm telling you, we're running headlong into another government shutdown. I mean, once again, you know, the government was shut down for three days. The Democratic Party got their tail feathers handed to them. I mean, it wasn't even funny. And they know they did. I mean, the left knows they did not win. So what do they do? They open the government back up. Schumer goes in, in into a meeting with Trump and says, well, you know, da, 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 up at the wall, up, you know, I'll do this, I'll do that. And as soon as the government's open back up, what come, what's the first thing that comes off the negotiating table? The wall. So you have to ask yourself this question. Why is the left so adamant about not building the wall? I mean, why, why are they so adamant? We know that they work. Look at, look, at, look at Israel. Look at China. Look at Mexico. They have a wall on their southern border. I mean, we know that walls work. But yet, here you go. They're killing it. Uh, quote, they have taken immigrant youth hostage, pitting us against our own parents, black immigrants in our communities in exchange for our dignity. You broke the law. Should there be any dignity? Should, should you have any dignity if you broke the law? It's my question to you. Do you get any dignity if you broke the law? I mean, it, it, they sit there and they cry wolf. And they tell you how bad they feel, and they tell you, oh, woe is me, but you broke the law. You broke the law by coming here, and now you've had all this time to register as a citizen, and you have not. Why? Why haven't you, why haven't you taken the time to register? You've been here for years. Why aren't you, why aren't you taking the initiative to do that? Now, look, I'm going to give you my opinion on what Donald Trump is doing, so stick around. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So we're discussing immigration, talking about uh, the White House plan on what they see, what Donald Trump sees, Stephen Miller, uh, John Kelly, what they see as a viable working plan. And of course... The left sees it as racism. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. This Saturday morning, my name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here in the beautiful city of Fort Worth, Texas. If you'd like to be part of the program, 
And I see that we've got Jeff on the phone on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. I will go there right now. Jeff, welcome to the Conservative Cartel. How are you, sir? Doing good this morning, Matt. What's on your mind? Well, um, the um, you know the race card situ- or thing. It's you know it's the easiest, the most aggressive card to play. It gets the most attention. Um, the fact that you know these proposals have been put out there and pretty much um, it's what the Democrats want. It just proves that they aren't willing to compromise. And then the fact that they don't want a wall, it just keeps their voter base coming in. All very well said. And Jeff, you're exactly right. I mean, this is this is the this is what the Democratic Party needs. The Democratic Party and Jeff, thanks for the call. Certainly appreciate it here. I've got to get running. Um, the Democratic Party needs a steady stream of voters. They need an underclass. They they, they they need they need a group that will continue to keep them in power. We've watched it. We've watched it with the African American community. Now we're seeing it with the you know the Hispanic the uh, the Mexican community. And and, and here you go. Uh, that's where we're at in, in in our day and age. And to me, I'm going to tell you. To me, I think Donald Trump is showing the world. Just exactly what the Democratic Party stands for. I mean, he literally gave them everything they wanted. And they still choose to fight him. They don't want that wall. They they will go down swing. I mean, look, here's the deal. We, we're, we're, we're staring right down the barrel of another government shutdown. I mean, all they did was a continuing resolution that is for about three weeks. So come February... I think it's the 6th, it might be the 8th, I can't remember, but it's right in there. Come then, we ought to shut the government down. We're, we're, we're at the point where you're never going to get what you want. Donald Trump ought to just, Donald Trump should say, look, I, and here's what I think he's doing. I think Donald Trump's going to come out and say, look, I, I gave you an out. I did everything I could to help you. I gave you everything you wanted. You wouldn't take it. So now we're going to do it my way. Now we're going to push forward. We're going to do it my way. We're going to fund the wall. We're no doc is not going to be any. It, we're done. If you came in here illegally, we're done. And he has shown the world the true colors of the left because the left is maneuvering. The Democratic Party is maneuvering right now to have the upper hand for the next government shutdown. They they got their rear ends handed to them this last shutdown. And they're trying to take, because see, Trump hung it around their neck, that immigration, illegals before military was not a good idea. They try, what, what the left is doing now is they're trying to get that subject off the table. They're trying to come back and now say, oh, well, uh, we've got the upper hand because it isn't about illegals anymore. See how that works? I mean, this is what Trump's doing. I mean, Trump is running circles around these guys. But, hey, I'm going to take a minute again. we got one more interview to get in here this hour. And uh, this interview is from Scott Jones from uh, Pelican Cases and Lighting. Go ahead and play that, Ron Phillips. This is Matt Lock with the Conservative Cartel. We're on site at the SHOT Show, and we're in the Pelican booth with the uh, product manager, Scott Jones. So, Scott, what's your role? My role as product manager is to uh, support globally 
uh, all the different marketplaces that we deal with on behalf of our lighting products. We have two main categories, flashlights and portable area lights. And we deal in the major industries such as law enforcement, military, safety certified industrial products, uh, fire and emergency preparedness are key, key focuses. Um, here at the SHOT Show today, we're actually debuting four brand new law enforcement centric flashlights with the latest technology uh, available uh, in flashlights. And some of the key things uh, to speak of is we have wireless charging for our very first time and we have a programmable product that we've had in the past, but now we have a Bluetooth app that allows people to program it by syncing directly to their smartphones. Very nice. So one last question here. We'll keep it short. Why should people buy Pelican? Our leg legendary lifetime guarantee performance and providing the features that the people in the various industries require. Thank you, Scott. Certainly appreciate it. Yet another great company out there at SHOT Show this year in Las Vegas, Nevada. But uh, I want to I wrap up on this immigration. I want to wrap up on... Why the Democrats don't why why don't the Democrats want to come to the table and negotiate? I mean, when you're given everything that Donald Trump has given you in immigration, wouldn't you take that and run and say, hey, we're gonna get a lot of stuff that we want. Yeah, we gotta fund the wall. And by the way, the wall is already funded. I mean, back in two thousand and six we passed a bill to fund the wall. And, and I, I find it just a little bit disingenuous because Chuck Schumer came out this week and he said, look, there's no worries here. They're never going to get that wall built. It's just no possible way to build it. And you're like, wait a minute. Now there's no worries. But and then again, you don't want the wall. But here we are. I, you know, it, it's just wild to me because I'm sitting here looking at it right now. And it says, Schumer, I agreed to fund the border wall because it's next to impossible to build. So in an interview with the New York Times podcast, The Daily, Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer said during his meeting with President Donald Trump last week to avoid the government shutdown, he offered funding for a wall between the U.S.-Mexico border because he believed the, difficult, the difficulty would be very, very large. Now, he goes on to say it is frankly my belief that it is going to be next to impossible for them to actually build the wall. And I told this to the president. I said, Secretary Zinke, you know, who is Secretary of the Interior, said, I don't know, said, I don't know where you build the wall on the Rio Grande because you can't build it on the Mexican side. They won't build it. If you build it on the American side, it cuts us off from the river. You can't build it in the middle of the river. So my view was they would have a very difficult time actually getting it built. Now we add it. So I think the president made a promise for this wall. I think it's a very bad, but the difficulty is actually getting it built would be very, very large. Now, if you think that's the case, why not let it happen? I mean, if you're telling everybody that, you know, oh, well, it's going to be so difficult, it's never going to get done, never going to happen, then why stand in front of it? I mean, you're getting 1.8 million illegals amnesty. You're getting deferred everything else. The only thing that you're, you're, you don't like is the wall. And then you're going to New York slimes and saying, hey, well, the wall's never going to be built. So something doesn't add up, does it?
doesn't make any sense if the wall can't be built. If it's going to be hard for the wall to be built, wouldn't you be gung-ho to get it built? So, look, we can sit here, we can debate about the wall, but I know a lot of you out there are like me. I, I would really rather see DACA be done. If you came into this country illegally, you ought to be you ought to be taken out. You ought to be taken out of the country. You know, we have a legal immigration system. You can come in, you can become a legal immigrant, you can become a legal citizen by going through our system. Now, that's the question on the table right now. You've had all this time as illegals coming in on the DACA program, and yet You've taken no time to go be a citizen of this great country. What are you waiting for? And then they wait. You know, look, I don't mind that you you want to keep your history or your heritage. I don't mind that. But if you're going to come to America, you need to assimilate. You need to, you need to be an American. I'm tired of this African American, Mexican American, whatever. You know, we're Americans. Period. Done. You know, go get your citizenship. Do it right. What were you waiting for? Nobody else knows. And now you still fight. There's a fight on their hands between the left and the right. And it's all government shutdown is coming. Look, hour one in the books. Stick around. Hour two, Davos. And then, of course, we're going to talk about State of the Union and the XFL. Much more to come. The conservative cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, Trump warns Davos on unfair trade, says U.S. is now open for business. So U.S. President Donald Trump took his America first message to the world's elite last Friday, yesterday, telling a summit of business and political leaders that the United States would no longer turn a blind eye to what he described as unfair trade practices. And, oh, my God, the world came to an end. Did you feel it yesterday? It came to an end. Welcome back to the conservative cartel this Saturday morning. Matt Locke, your host here. As we, I'm live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Uh, you want to be part of the program, give me a call on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. But, uh, I wanted to start with this an hour two because I find it interesting. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch how wrong the media is all of the time. I mean, all of the time. You know, everybody's like, oh, Donald Trump's going to go over to Switzerland. Oh, he's going to make a fool of himself. He's going to be terrible. He's going to be, you know, they're all, I mean, literally. The mainstream media is drooling. Oh, they're hoping. I mean, they're literally praying that Donald Trump falls down in front of Davos. 
Then they can write all their little articles about how stupid Donald was and how ridiculous Donald is and how he doesn't know anything and how dumb he is because that is the narrative they've been jamming down our throats, right? So here's the thing. Trump became the first sitting U.S. president to address the annual conclave of the rich and powerful at the Swiss ski resort of Davos for in the last 18 years. Closing the summit with a mostly upbeat speech that declared the United States open for business. Now, let's think about that for a second. Apple. Apple. You know, your Apple phone, your Macs. I mean, we've got so many Apples around this place. It's crazy. It's a great product. $350 billion brought back over to this country. 20,000 new jobs brought to this country. Bonuses paid out to workers at Apple. I mean, that's why they're pissed. The left is unhappy, and that's why, I mean, I I was talking about, you know, immigration and the government shut down in hour one. Had a lot of great comments on the conservative cartel Facebook page. And, And a lot of the comments are spot on. You know, the government was shut down by the Democrats because they need something else to talk about other than all of the good things going on right now. I mean, jobs, the economy, unemployment, welfare, all doing spectacularly well. Money being brought back to the United States and being reinvested reinvested or repatriated to bring back business, you know, Fiat Chrysler says, look, we're going to move our truck facility from Mexico to Detroit or up. It's not, it wasn't really Detroit. It was up in Michigan, but uh, you get the point. We're starting to see jobs come back. We're starting to see wages come up. We're starting to see unemployment go down. Starting to see welfare go down. You know, you're starting to see dependency in this country fall. And what happens when people aren't dependent upon the government? They become conservatives. They become Republicans. That's why the left is terrified that all of the things that Donald Trump is doing are working. And now he goes over to Davos and says, look, we're open for business. We come first. And he says, quote, now is the best time to bring your money, your jobs, your businesses to America. Now, He said, the world is witnessing the resurgence of a strong and prosperous America. You know, the America first thing, you know, that's, that's the crazy thing with what's going on. Now, all of a sudden, it's bad to be America first or to buy American. We live in the great, we, we, we live in the greatest country on the planet. We are so fortunate and so lucky. I'm going to tell you right now, and it breaks my heart every day to, to see the homeless people around Dallas-Fort Worth. There's so many of them living under bridges, pushing around carts, just trying to squeak by in existence. I'm out in Vegas, and you've got homeless out on the streets begging for money. 
We live in the greatest country on the planet. Shouldn't we be America first? Shouldn't we take care of veterans first before we try to bring in these illegal aliens? And you know, I want to go back to what I was saying. You know, the left, the media, they're they're, they're mad. They're mad because, once again, Donald Trump went over to Davos and he looked like a true leader. Once again, the narrative that the left, the mainstream media wants you to see of Donald Trump is the exact opposite. When it doesn't happen, who's got egg on their face? The mainstream media. It, it is so, I mean, we are at a point right now, and, and it's crazy. I mean, when Donald Trump says fake news, he's absolutely right. This is nothing but fake news. It is fake news. Now, he went on in his speech. I mean, it's fantastic. He said, look, America first does not mean America alone. When the United States grows, so does the world. But he swiftly turned to a theme of demanding tougher enforcement of trade rules, accusing unidentified countries of unfair practices, including stealing intellectual property and providing state aid to industry. He says, quote, we will enforce our trade laws and restore integrity to the trading system. Only by insisting on fair and reciprocal trade can we create a system that works not just for the United States, but for all nations. Now, he says the United States will no longer turn a blind eye to unfair trade practices. We cannot have free and open trade if some countries exploit the system at the expense of others. I mean, he's 100% right. I, I don't know why people are so up in arms over the fact that Donald Trump wants to see America flourish. That the President of the United States wants to see this country win. Why why is the left mad about that? Why is the Democratic Party mad about the fact that Donald Trump wants to see America win? He wants to do everything he can to make sure that our odds are the best of anybody else. And here's the thing. We send all of this money all over the world helping these other countries. What are we getting from it? What what are we getting back from it? And in the end, if we can't take care of ourselves, how can we take care of anybody else? But once again, I'm going to say this, and it just is, it's, it's, it, it doesn't surprise me anymore. Because the left wanted you to believe that this ignoramus, orange-colored, orange-colored-faced Donald Trump was going to go over to Switzerland and make an absolute fool of himself. That he was going to somehow slip up, fall down, talk like a four-year-old. I don't know. But they wanted him to. By God, they were begging They were begging him to fall down. The left was hoping beyond hope that he would somehow put his foot in his mouth where they could, they had, look, they had all the articles written. 
They had all of the articles written of what they were going to say when Donald Trump made that mistake. And once again, what happened? He didn't make the mistake. Excuse me. Donald Trump went over, was a world leader, performed as, as, as we've seen him perform, came across as someone who knew exactly what he was doing, and here we are. I mean, it, it is, it, it, it's no different than that. It, it, you can't make it up, and the left hates it. So, look, stick around. Because <clears throat> we've got one of these labor chairmen saying that we need to kill Donald Trump. You're not going to believe it. Up to the end. Next. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the conservative cartel. Here's Matt Block and Rocky Stucci. Well, welcome back to the program, Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke, your host here, live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. Now, you know that we spent this week out at SHOT Show, and we got another interview here. Uh, David Stewart from SHOT Cam talking about his product. Take a listen. Lock here, the Conservative Cartel. We are at the Shot Show in Las Vegas, Nevada, and sitting here with me today, Mark. You got to move your hand, David Stewart from Shot Cam. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna call you Mark this morning. David Stewart, Shot Cam. Are you the president, David? Uh, I'm the owner of the company. Yeah. You are the owner of the company. Now, tell me a little bit about Shot Cam. Shot Cam is a camera that we developed for the shotgun business, and it's become very popular with competitive competitive shooters in the shotgun world. And what it does is it shows people what's actually happening in that split second where you're taking a shot. There's really nothing available to, to show you that today. This camera has a, a reticle which shows your point of aim and your point of impact. And what we're doing now is we're launching a product for the handgun industry which uh, fits on any, any rail-mounted uh, handgun. Really? So you'll fit on any manufacturer or is it just specific? We've got a bracket that will fit on any, uh, you know, with the Glock or the Weaver or Picatinny. So any any of those semi-standard rails. So who is there anything out there like this? How'd you come up with this? Basically, about uh, six years ago, I was trying to help my son and his buddies uh, learn to shoot uh, clays because we were getting ready for duck season, and they were really struggling with the whole concept of. Uh, looking at something and pointing a gun somewhere else. The, the nature of shotgun shooting is you have to look at the target while you point the gun in front uh, and you can't look at the barrel. So that was confusing them. They were struggling with what they were doing and I thought there must be something out there that can help them. And when I looked for any training aid, it, it wasn't available. So I, that's actually how I sat down and ended up designing the shot cam. See, and stories like that are fantastic. You saw a need and a problem, and you fixed it. How long has ShotCam been in business? We started shipping in 2012, uh, and again, we've built up a reputation in the shotgun. We've got people like George Digweed, the best shooter, best shotgun shooter in the world, 
using our product and now we're excited to get into the, the much bigger market. The, hang, the handgun and uh, black rifle market is, is exciting for us. So when is the launch date? Is it launched? When does it come out? Uh, right now. We, we just launched it at SHOT Show. So we've just started selling the product uh, in the last couple of days. So let's tell people where we can find it. Where can they go buy this product? They can go to our website, shotcam.com. That's shotcam with a K, S-H-O-T-K-A-M. Very good. And David, one last thing. You know, why should they buy the shot cam? What, what, what makes you, what sets you apart? What it does is it allows a shooter to improve quickly. And what we find is the more success people have, the more fun they have. So if you go to the range and you're, you know, you've got holes in the paper all over the place and you think there's something wrong with your gun and people are telling you you're not, you know, you're not using a good technique and you just don't know what's going on. And this is a product that takes, it's a high-speed camera that takes, you know, 50 or 60 images of exactly what's happening where in that split second where your brain says, yes, this sight picture looks correct, and your trigger actually, your hand actually pulls the trigger, and there's nothing else like that out there. Well, David, thank you for taking the time and explaining your product to us. We wish you the best of luck. We, we certainly appreciate you coming by. Thank you very much. And yet again, another fine product from companies we met out at the SHOT Show this week. But uh, I want to get back to Davos here. I want to get back to President Trump being a world leader. And I stumbled across this article this morning. Uh, headline, hard left labor chairman called for execution of President Trump. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. The hard left female chairman of a local labor party association in the United Kingdom has blamed creepy, nasty, hateful, and untrue attacks by bitter men after her call for Donald Trump to be shot became public. Carrie Skipper was an officer of a local branch of Momentum, the hard-left grassroots group, which has carried avowed socialist and Venezuelan regime supporter Jeremy Corbyn to the leadership of the Labor Party at the time of her comments. Writing to her Facebook account just days before Mr. Trump took office, the labor organizer wrote, okay, who's shooting Trump before January, reports the Times. The paper reports Skipper was, was sat close to Jeremy Corbyn at last year's party conference, suggesting, suggesting she enjoys a certain level of prestige within her party. Now, I want you to think about this for just a quick second. I know this is the UK, but wow, right? I mean, Donald Trump has the entire world in a frazzle. I mean, it is amazing to me to watch how these liberal socialist Nancys have completely lost their minds. I mean, how else can you explain this? Why in the world would you put this out there for public consumption? I mean, that'd be like someone saying, well, when's somebody going to kill Benjamin Net Net Netanyahu over in Israel? Or when is somebody going to take out Erdogan over in Turkey? I mean, it, it, it's phenomenal. Or Merkel in Germany or Macron in France. I mean, this is insane. But yet you've got this Carrie Skipper saying, look, we, we need someone to take Donald Trump out. 
I mean, you know, you know when you're over the target, when you take the most fire. Donald Trump, I mean, I'm going to say a few things here, and you may or may not like them, and and look, it's the truth. Somebody please tell me what reason Donald Trump had to be, to literally, to be president. Dude's a billionaire. He's 71 years old. He could have easily kept running his business, turned it over to his family, made money, and been done with it. Can anybody tell me what reason what what reason would Donald Trump have to run for president? I mean, look at the flack, look at the personal scrutiny, look at the backlash, look at the vitriol that he receives on a daily basis. I mean, who in their right mind? Uh, just think about this for a second. Would you do it? Would you run for the president of the United States knowing that your background, your family, your history, um, your work, your business, whatever you had is going to be scrutinized to the point people are going to turn your life inside out? Why would he do it? What reason would he have had to be president of the United States other than to fix this country? Because if you remember, you know, you see all these videos of Donald Trump. Well, you know, I'll, you know, I'd think about being president if the country needed me. I would think about it because I know I would do well. And then everybody's like, oh, well, he ran. He ran as a Republican. Well, he's more conservative than he is liberal, right? I mean, Donald, Donald Trump's apolitical, I think. He's a results-oriented guy, and I don't think a political party has a whole lot to do with it, as you saw from the plan that he has thrown out to the left on this DACA. You know, giving 1.8 million illegals amnesty? That's not very conservative. But when you look at this stuff, and when you look at how much and how terrified the left is of him you have to you have to think to yourself why trump's not bought and paid for nobody owns donald trump he doesn't owe anybody any favors he didn't take anybody's money so now the establishment the secret society that we're finding out about these texts messages, which I'm not talking about today, so I want to get more information on it, but we're now starting to see what we as conservatives have been fighting against. We're now starting to see what this elitist establishment type left and the right want to do because, see, they're scared to death. They are terrified that they cannot get Donald Trump to do what they want him to do. I'll tell you what they're more terrified of. And this goes back to the immigration in the first hour and here in Davos here in the second hour. They're more scared of the fact that he'll be successful 
and show the entire world what frauds the mainstream media, the left, the socialist agenda really is. I mean, think about all the global warming stuff that all these countries are paying taxes on, you know, because they got to keep that going. Those are That's money in their pocket. You know, if Donald Trump comes in, the Paris Accord and says, no, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Donald Trump comes in and says, we're going to redo NAFTA. What? 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 No TPP. No TPP. What, what, what's going on here? You see where I'm getting at? Donald Trump has slowly pulled back the curtain on what's going on on the left in the socialism, in, in the communism, in everything they believe in. Donald Trump is showing the world that, hey, you don't you don't need it. Free markets are the way to go. And now if you look, our stock market, all-time high. Unemployment, low. Black unemployment, low. Latino unemployment, low. Welfare recipients, low. I mean, now Donald Trump has come in and, and shown the world that, look, you can do this this way, and you don't have to have all these politicians telling you which way to go. And they're not right. They're not giving you the correct information. They're not telling you what's going on. They're they're feeding you the company line because they want to keep you under their feet. They, they want to keep you under their power. They want to keep you under their control because if they don't, then they lose votes. Look, got one more thing here on the on the on the Davos here. We're going to get into that. I mean, people are booing Donald Trump. They're they're ticked off about it. I don't think he cares. Make sure you stick around. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. Conservative Cartel returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke here, your voice of liberty as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888-900-3393. And speaking of the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, Brian from Chicago's on there. And I want to talk to him because he says Trump did it for the free media coverage. Brian, welcome to the cartel. How are you? Hey, good morning. A pleasure to talk with you. Uh, you're going over a lot of things, and I think you're very fast and loose. Uh, very, you know, okay, hold, Trump, what am I fast and loose on? Well, there's doubt that Donald Trump's even worth a billion dollars. The only one that says he is is him. <laughs> He's not near, near, worth near as much as he says he is. Okay. Donald Trump's stock and trade is bully, bluster, and misinformation. That's what he deals in. And he's a, what he is, he's a master of manipulating media. He okay. constantly picks fights to stir up the media. He acts like an adolescent bully, says things that he knows will shock people, and then that becomes the media story of the day. You know, if he wants to deflect attention from something that's offensive to him or threatening, he picks a fight with somebody else. He's done this for decades. And information's coming out that he supposedly promised his wife he wouldn't win. 
And he behaved like an adolescent bully. He defeated all his Republican standard-issue candidates for the presidency. Right. And then but, he was lucky. But, well, let me ask you this, Brian. So let's take the bullying issue here because I think you're crazy, but we'll go with this. He ended up beating who we were told by the left was the most qualified candidate to ever run for president, Hillary Clinton. How, how did he do that? What Did he bully well, her out of the wind? Did he bully 63 million people in the United States to become president? It was. Are, are, are you saying that 63 million of us are so stupid that we don't understand Donald Trump? Here's This is the lefty narrative, Brian. Okay, this guy's so dumb. He's so dumb he can't do anything, but yet... Tax reform just got pushed through. You're going to get more money in your paycheck. You, you like that, right? Or do you want to give more of it to your government? Because you live there in Illinois where you're getting hammered, by the way, by a state that can't even control its own finances. And, and by the fact that you've got Sanctuary City in Chicago with Mayor Rahm Emanuel, I mean, you have to love that, right? Can I respond or are you just going to go on and on? Well, it is my show. I can talk any well, way I want okay. to well, talk. Well, you asked so. me questions and then you went on to the next thing. All right. I want to respond. Hillary Clinton, I am an independent. The Clintons are extremely corrupt. I am no fan of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Okay, let me say that. Uh, I happen to have been born into this state, into a family business, and that's why I live here. It's not my fault. Okay, I didn't pick it. So let's let's stop all these things. But do you enjoy the high tax rate of Illinois? No, but Chicago's got a lot of strong things going for it, okay? It's give and take. I believe in a balanced approach to life. I'm not extreme left or extreme right. I think it's right down the middle where most Americans are. And most Americans hated the Clintons more than they liked Donald Trump. That's the point I'm trying to make, if you would allow me to. Well, you just made it, Brian. Hey, I appreciate right. your call, Brian. Thanks for the call. We're going to let him go because we're not him and I aren't going to see eye to eye on anything, which is crazy. I mean, you live in Chicago. You're getting hammered by taxes. You're telling me that Donald Trump's a big bully and that everything, oh, my gosh, it's all Donald Trump's fault. He picks fights and he does this. But yet the media has covered him negatively 90% of the time. You know, you can call yourself an independent. You're really a liberal. I feel I feel bad for people like that. I, I mean, I think it's that that's my question to be asked once again. And look, this is the marketplace of liberty. I allow people to come on here and, and voice their opinions, but come on. I mean, seriously, come on. So Donald Trump's a big bully, and the only reason he's won anything is because he was a big bully and all that, and everybody voted against Hillary and not for him. I mean, that is that is such a crappy argument. In, in every sense of the word. But I want to get back to Davos here. And I'm, I'm running loose with the facts, of course. So I'm going to get a little looser here as we go on. Because the world doesn't like the fact that Donald Trump is a leader. The, the, the world doesn't like the fact that Donald Trump, I mean, the, the world is used to walking all over the United States. They are. I mean, and I hate to say it, but it, it goes all the way back. It goes back through uh, George W. Bush. George H.W. Bush, Clinton, Obama, we've been walked on by every single country in the world. We've had our intellectual property stolen. We've done nothing about China's currency manipulation. We've watched as Iran, well, at North Korea, we watched as North Korea has developed nuclear bombs and are trying to currently try to figure out how to put one on a rocket. On an inter, 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 inter ballistic continental inter 
continental ballistic missile. We, we're watching Iran now, the Iran nuclear deal that, you know, Barack Obama, you know, so lovingly said was going to be fantastic. And here we are watching Iran try to get missiles and trying to get nuclear missiles and nuclear bombs. But yet, oh, that Donald Trump, oh my gosh, he's such a bully. And he makes up, he makes up all of these, he makes up all of these things where he, he has to get everybody mad. No, he does. I'll give Brian one thing. Donald Trump is, he, he is a master at getting the media to do what he wants. But he knows Brian didn't answer. He, we could have had the conversation. And, you know, why does a billion, and look, that's the first thing out of his mouth. Well, we don't even know if he's really worth a billion dollars. Why does that matter? The whole point of the conversation, the whole point of my opinion, is that he didn't need to run for president. The guy's 71 years old. He could sit back, live the rest of his life, probably not have a, a, a care in the world monetarily, but yet, what does he do? He runs for president of the United States. Why? Because he, he felt that there was a need. And now it's funny because, once again, he's getting criticized by the news media. And he says, it wasn't until I became a politician that I realized how nasty, how mean, how vicious, and how fake the press can be. He joked that the cameras were going off in the back after his comment. One reporter in the room noted that foreign journalists joined the booze from the people in the audience. I mean, you literally have journalists, you have the press booing him. Why would that be? You know, I have a communications degree, journalism. Who, what, when, where, how, why, you know, questions. Why in the world is the media booing President Trump? That just shows you how completely in the tank they are for their socialist narrative. Completely in the tank. Now, Donald Trump, I want you to listen to this. Because here's what he said that a lot of people have not paid any attention to. He says, each of you has the power to change hearts, transform lives, and shape your country's destinies. With this power comes an obligation. However, a duty of loyalty to the people, workers, customers who have made you who you are. Trump said that leaders should use their resources to keep their people safe, rebuild their communities, and empower them economically. He says, when people are forgotten, the world becomes fractured. Only by hearing and responding to the voices of the forgotten can we create a bright future that is truly shared by all. Now, Trump's speech was serious, featuring cheerleading rhetoric, encouraging global investments in the United States, and relentlessly promoting his tax cut bill as reinventing American economic competitiveness. He says America is roaring back, and now is the time to invest in the future of America. Now, he also went on, and the president also argued that his America First message does not ignore the rule of the United States and the world. America First does not mean America alone, he said, when the United States grows. So does the world. I mean, does that sound like an idiot to you? That doesn't sound like an idiot to me. I don't, I don't know why we're looking at this as anything other 
than a president who is a leader. That's that's what scares that's what scares the left the most. When Donald Trump goes to these deals, you know what happened back at NATO. Now you got Davos, and he went over to Saudi Arabia. Same thing. The left hates it when the world treats Donald Trump like a leader, and then when he comes off well, oh my God! Oh, we got to find something. To be, oh, we got to find something. We got to find something to be mad about. We got to find something to you know. We we can't let you think that Donald Trump actually has a clue. That 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 would be that would be. We couldn't do that because then it destroys their narrative. Hey, look, on the other side, Dennis Prager, a never-Trumper Dennis Prager, says, look, Donald Trump, he's a great president. I'll be back with that and much more. Conservative Cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to The Conservative Cartel. This Saturday morning, Matt Locke, your voice of liberty, as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. Now, I messed up. I got a couple of SHOT Show clips I need to get to in this segment, seeing how I didn't play one in the last segment. But I want to get to the one here first real quick. Uh, ben Lavely from Sports of Field. You need to listen to this great safe company. Go ahead, Ron. Matt Locke here with the Conservative Cartel. We're live at SHOT Show, and we are in the Sports of Field booth. And uh, your name, sir? Ben Lavely. And what is your position? I am the Director of Product Development, Sourcing, and Marketing for SA Consumer Products. So tell us what SA does. Uh, SA Consumer Products, uh, we're primarily a gun safe manufacturer, uh, and we are launching a new line of uh, cut and sew gear, uh, and we have another booth down the road that has knives as well, hunting and tactical. Um, and we, uh, we have the Sports of Field brand for all Hardlines items, and we, are, uh, we have completely redone all of our lines and all of our product for 2018 uh, and have uh, essentially put everything uh, upside down and started over uh, to try and see uh, how much market share we could take. So why should someone buy Sports of Field? Sports of Field is, uh, it's, first of all, the name uh, is just synonymous out there. Uh, it's a really, really well-known name. It's a, it's a, re, a really old syndicated uh, publication started in 1887. Um, and we do not skimp on any of the features. Uh, the features that we put in our saves are there for uh, one reason and one reason only to be disruptive in the marketplace uh, to give more features than you ever should get in a price point uh, in a particular safe or any other product line. Thank you very much for your time. Certainly appreciate it. You got it. Another great company met at SHOT Show in Las Vegas, but I want to get back to this right here. I was talking about Donald Trump, and we're going to move off of Davos here because we're starting to see this everywhere. Dennis Prager. Now, if you don't know Dennis Prager, the guy was kind of a never-Trumper guy. 
he, he, he didn't, you know, he wasn't a big Trump, you know, backer and whatnot, but he says my opposition to Donald Trump was wrong. He is a great president. Oh, there you go. Now, Prager's comments came during Thursday's episode of his radio show. While Prager has said that Trump was his last choice during the Republican primaries, he supported him vigorously in the general election against Hillary Clinton. Quote, the only way to govern while advancing the principles of conservatism, said Prager, was to dis- was to disregard left-wing and partisan Democrat agitation pushed across the news media landscape. He went on to say, I was wrong. My opposition to Donald Trump was wrong in retrospect. I was wrong. I had friends who supported him, and I didn't understand them. I said, are you not aware of what he said about John McCain? Isn't that enough to disqualify the guy? They perceived in him what I did not perceive in him, that those that these over-the-top statements, as objectable as the statements themselves may be, None of them defended the statements. Nevertheless, what they perceived was accurate. A man who doesn't give a damn about what the press says about him, that is the only way to govern. It is the only way to advance the principles of conservatism in the United States is to not give a damn. And look, isn't that what we're talking about? Look at Davos. Do you think Donald Trump cares what those foreign journalists say about him? You know, we had Brian on the phone from Illinois. He's, he keeps saying that, you know, Donald Trump's juvenile. Do, do you think Donald Trump's juvenile? I mean, that's, the, that's what the left wants you to believe. Because if Donald, Donald Trump were juvenile, I think he would care about these statements. I don't, think he gives, I don't think he gives a crap about them. I think Donald Trump sits in the White House and laughs at the fact of how stupid the left is, and how easily manipulatable they are. Because the one thing that Brian is right about is Donald Trump has played the media like a fiddle. Absolutely played them like a fiddle. It wasn't even wasn't even close. Not even close. Now look, we've got one more. We've got one more shot show interview here that I got to get in this segment. So we might as well do that. We've got 16-year-old Lauren Burge, who's a skeet shooting champion. Listen to her story. Hey, good afternoon. Matt Locke here from the shot show in Las Vegas live. I'm sitting here across the table from Lauren Burge from Gladewater, Texas, a local Texan. Lauren, tell us about yourself. Well, I started shooting skeet when I was nine years old from a benefit shoot out in Mount Pleasant, Texas. And I did 4-H for four years and I had noticed that I was just better at skeet than anything else, so I got started in the NSSA, and I just took it on. So you just, when did you know that you liked to shoot? Um, I knew when I was nine years old. Uh, we used to have birthday parties and stuff out at the house, and we had a manual skeet thrower, and you know, I just got out there one day and I just started hitting them. So for our people that don't understand professional shooting, what is it you do? How does it work? What happens? Well. Um, it takes lots of practice. Um, I Doesn't practice every day. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. I, um, I practice every day and you know, my mom registers me for shoots all over the United States and we travel and travel and travel and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Well, obviously you're sitting here. Let, let's, let's throw out your sponsor here. Who sponsors you? Cabela's. There you go. You got to always get them in. You can't do yes, radio sir. without your, your sponsor, <laughs> but I'm looking at your stuff here. I mean, my gosh, you're, you're a young lady. Yes, sir. You're, I'm you're, 16. Wow. 
That's crazy. Have you gotten your driver's license yet? Not yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> Could shoot a gun, but she ain't got her driver's license yet. But look, National Junior Honor Society, uh, 4-H shooting sports, National Skeet Shooting Association, Texas. Yes, I mean, that is crazy. Tell us about what you've done. Well, um, last year recently in 2017, I won the Ladies 2017 World Skeet Champion um, in October. Um, I, sh- I shot with a great with a great squad and they came down from Australia and they're great friends of ours. You know, I shot against lots of wonderful ladies and men and it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So for all of the gun gurus out there, what's your weapon of choice? Well, I shoot a Krag off K80. Um, I love it. The balance is amazing and it's just awesome. So here's the important question of the whole interview. How can people find you? Do you have any social media? Yes. Where, where can they find you? Yes, Website? Sir. I'm on Facebook just by my name, Lauren Burge, and I'm on Instagram with a skeet underscore shooter 686. Very good. And Burge is spelled B-U-R-G-E. So Lauren right. Burge, find her on Facebook, on Instagram. Thank you Thank for you. taking the time. And I'll tell you, we were absolutely just completely impressed with that young lady, 16 years old, the national skeet shooting champion. A lot of people run around the uh, SHOT Show there that had a lot of shooting credentials. So a lot of people with guns and a lot of people knew how to use them. And it was kind of it was kind of cool. Because if you followed us on Instagram, on our social media while we were out in Vegas this last week, you saw a lot of different pictures. But we saw the likes of Jesse James, uh, Mark Geist, Donald Trump Jr., was at the SHOT Show. Now, I didn't get to see him. Carl Malone was there. We, he, he never did end up hooking up with us to do the interview. But uh, Dana Lash, we ended up talking with. Uh, David Webb was out there. Jonathan Gillum, Mark Walters. Uh, Lars Larson was sitting right across from us. Mike Gallagher. I mean, it was pretty. Uh, look, probably the safest place to be in the country this last week was that SHOT Show. But the amazing thing is, all of those companies, all of their great products, all the people that work it, I mean, it was it was ginormous. I, I, that's all I can say. It, it was a very big, big deal. And we, uh, I enjoyed it a bunch. I mean, I enjoyed talking to all the folks. I enjoyed talking to the companies, finding out what they did, why they did it, where they did it, all that kind of stuff. Had a few meetings out there. But uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I look forward to going back next year. It was a fantastic time. And you know, it, it just you learn so much by talking to these companies about what they do, why they do it, how long they've been doing it, you know, what got them into the business. Uh, it, it was just fantastic. So that's why we're doing these interviews throughout the show today, just trying to let you know about some of the people that were there. I mean, we were talking to so many people and so many great companies and, and so many great guns. I don't know how you would pick between all of them. I mean, Six Hour had a big booth. Uh, FN was out there. Glock, uh, Smith & Wesson. We spent some time in their booth. I mean, jeez, uh, 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 too too many to name. Too many to name. But look, one more hour. One more hour here, and we are going to head to the State of the Union because that is coming up on Tuesday. And I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what Donald Trump talks about, what happens and what he uses as fodder for it. So look, Matlock, the conservative cartel, don't go anywhere. Got one more hour. Stick around. 
You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Marketplace of Liberty, The Conservative Cartel, with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. So the State of the Union, Trump's first State of the Union speech is this Tuesday, actually, the 30th of January. I mean, we're just flying by. We're already almost all the way through the month of January. It just seems like the new year began, but... The State of the Union. And Trump's got, look, I would think that Trump has a lot to brag about. I've talked about it over the last two hours a little bit here and there. But in the end, the economy's humming along. Unemployment's low. Wages are rising. The stock market's at all-time highs. I mean, things are looking good. And I found an article today from USA Today, by the way which is unbelievable because, as you know and I know, that is not a conservative publication. Here's the headline. Roaring economy gives Trump bragging rights for State of the Union address. Welcome back to the the conservative cartel. Hour three. (coughs) Made it this far without doing that. I've been trying really hard not to cough because I caught some kind of croup while I was out in Vegas. My name's Matt Locke, your host. Live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here in Fort Worth, Texas. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888 Now, President Trump will deliver his first State of the Union address next week, this coming week, chronicling the man, many successes of 2017. You can expect the economy to loom large, and for good reason. With his pro-growth agenda, Trump has delivered economic prosperity to millions of Americans. Job creators and job seekers alike are benefiting from lower taxes, fewer regulations, and an unwavering commitment to free market principles not seen since Ronald Reagan. Not bad. I mean, if you're going to be compared to somebody, Ronald Reagan's not a bad guy to be compared to. Now, America's unemployment rate stands at just over 4%, the lowest since 2000. The S&P 500 rose 18% in Trump's first 11 months, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average recently reached a new record of 26,000, and it's actually at 26.6 now. It's heading to 27. The future's even brighter, and an International Monetary Fund reported released this week projects the U.S. economy will grow nearly 3% in 2018. Now, that's a far cry from the Obama years that ended at a lowly 1.9%. Now, even though we have all these glowing economic indicators, they pale in comparison to public opinion. Now, I wonder why that is. Why do you think public opinion doesn't quite see this? The media is doing everything that it can to downplay the successes that Donald Trump has made. 
Consumer confidence remains near a 17-year high as many Americans plan to increase the spending that propels our free market economy. In December, the share of Americans planning to buy refrigerators and washing machines, a key consumer barometer, reached its highest point since the 1970s. More than 60% of Americans plan to take a vacation in the next six months, signaling widespread optimism. Now, in the words of Conference Board Director Lynn Franco, consumers' expectations remain at historically strong levels, suggesting economic growth will continue well into 2018. But Trump's an idiot, right? I mean, that's what we hear from the likes of Brian in Chicago. Trump's an idiot. He's a bully. He just bullies everybody. He doesn't know what he's doing. He he just got here. He didn't make that money. He's not a billionaire. He, he didn't do that. You know what he's doing? You know what he is doing? He's donating his salary back to charity. His salary is president. Now, it's funny because... I have a friend on Facebook that I've played baseball with for years. He he's got a he, he must know this person. Is all I can say. But every time he posts something, he has this little liberal person. I'm not I'm not going to say if it's a man or a woman. All the time. Well, Donald Trump's stupid. Oh, we're so sick of his. We're sick of the way he treats people. We don't like what he's doing. We can't. Oh, but yet when confronted. With any kind of argument about what you hate about Trump, the only answer that ever comes back is he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's stupid. He's a bully. That's not an answer. I mean, you don't have to like him. You don't have to. But you have to admit the things that he is doing is bringing us out of a, a downward trend that was Barack Obama. Now, before all of you, you know, before, oh, well, the, the stock market, the, Barack Obama inherited a, an economy that was crashed. He did. He did inherit a, an economy that, that, for all intents and purposes, went into a recession in 2008. Did the economy grow under Obama? Of course it did. It had nowhere else to go. Did he make it any easier for the economy to grow? No. Not even close. I mean, there are things that Barack Obama could have done that could have helped jumpstart this economy. And now the funny thing is, this is what I what I chuckle about. Now Barack comes back along. The, oh well, all of this, all of this good stuff going on, all of the great things going on in the economy now is is all due to my policies. Okay, that's why Barack Obama spent the first six years of his presidency blaming George Bush for every problem he had. Right. And, of course, Barack Obama's presidency was scandal-free. You know, how about release the memo, right? I haven't spoken about releasing the memo yet because I spoke about that earlier this week. But I'm sure we're going to see that here over the next couple weeks of what's going on and how damning that memo is and what's actually in it. And why the DOJ and the Democratic Party doesn't want to see it released. But my whole point is... We have we have an economy that is flourishing, growing, regulations being taken away, jobs are being created, and even as Democrats and their media allies fan the flames of anti-Trump resistance, 
the American people are in love with the Trump economy. A whopping two-thirds of Americans describe the economy as very or fairly good. In the recently passed tax cuts and job acts, only make it better. Well over 200 U.S. employers have publicly announced pay hikes, 401k increases, and generous bonuses because of their new tax savings, of which the left told you that those evil, greedy one percenters, these big companies, weren't going to share the wealth. And here we are, yet again. You can't make this stuff up. The left will tell you one thing, and then when it doesn't happen, back here we are. Now, here's the thing. Apple now plans to contribute $350 billion to the U.S. economy over the next five years, opening a new campus and creating 20,000 new jobs. That is huge. That is huge. I mean, small businesses, many of which plan to use their tax saving to reward employees and grow local communities. I mean, you can't make this up. Now, to date, the Republican tax bill has already blessed more than 3 million Americans with bonuses. 3 million people in this country got bonuses. But if you listen to Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi, these are just crumbs. They're hardly worth mentioning. I mean, we should barely talk about it. It's it's amazing that the left doesn't, the left cannot give Donald Trump a win. Can't. The, the left can't let you think that what Donald Trump is doing is, is good for you. They just can't do it. If they allow you to understand that what Donald Trump is doing for the economy, for you, for your bottom line, it destroys their narrative completely. But you want to you want to hear something amazingly funny? The State of the Union rebuttal is going to be by a white guy, a rich white guy, and his name is Kennedy. Now, you're going to want to you're going to want to stick around to listen to this because out of all the people that they could have picked, the Democrats didn't pick a woman. Didn't pick anybody of color. They picked a white man to rebut what Donald Trump said. And and a white man who is rich. So it'll be interesting to see what the rebuttal will actually look like. That's coming up, plus much more. Just getting started here, hour three. The conservative cartel rolls on. Stick around. I'll be right back. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. The conservative cartel. So I'm sitting here watching Fox News in studio, and they're talking about the boycotting of the State of the Union speech coming up on Tuesday, and that just kind of rolls right into what we're talking about. Imagine that. Welcome back to The Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke, your voice of liberty, live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. 
888-900-3393. But before we get to that, I want to play here another interview from the SHOT Show, True Glow. We talked to uh, Mr. Plenty Gale, and uh, he told us all about it. So go ahead, Ron. Matt Locke here at the SHOT Show for the Conservative Cartel. We are standing in the True Glow booth. So first of all, I'm going to have you pronounce your name because I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, it's Plenty. Plenty Gale. So Plenty, what is your role here at True Glow? I'm the product marketing manager at True Glow, so that's anything from kind of our advertising to packaging to really just communicating the value of our product. So tell everybody what you do. So we work on a wide range of anything. Basically, if you can shoot it, if you can go out and hunt with it, True Glow makes something to make you do it better. Whether that's a bow and you need an arrow rest or a quiver or an archery sight, or whether that's your concealed carry pistol and you need sights that run equally well in the day and night, True Glow makes shooting solutions for, for just about all that. Fantastic, and you're out of the great state of Texas. Absolutely, yeah. We're in Richardson, Texas, and, and we're all Texas natives and field test everything in Texas. So one last question. Why would someone buy True Glow? Just anytime you can see your sights better, anytime you want to shoot it better, True Glow is going to help you do that. Thank you, Plenty. Certainly appreciate it. I'm a big fan, by the way, of True Glow. I have True Glow sights on my uh, compound bow that I hunt with, but uh, great company there. So once again, we talk to all kinds of different people, but I want to get back to this whole State of the Union deal. Now, I'm heading over to the Patriot Retort, patriotretort.com. Our friend Diane over there wrote a great article here. She says, when the rubber meets the road, Democrats choose a white guy. <laughs> I know. race. She's so racist. I mean, God, when, when you start hitting the left with facts, they get a little nutty. So I don't know if you saw who the left has chosen to do the rebuttal of the state of the reunion. You know, this is, <laughs> this guy it, it, it is, is why he's a ghost. He's a man for one. And when the left talks about diversity, I giggle at this. Last weekend, the Democrats rushed to pander to the woman's March. Remember that letting them know that the future is the female, right? But, did they choose a female to give the State of the Union response? Nope. Chose a white guy. In early January, the DNC sent out a tweet that said, let's elect black women, LGBT women, Muslim women, dis- disabled women, Jew- Jewish women, Latino women, millennial women, Jewish women, AAPI women, more women. But rather than choose a woman to give the State of the Union response, the Democrats chose a white guy. And not just any white guy, they chose a Kennedy, a rich, privileged white guy. Anybody else laughing out there? For all the sanctimonious twaddle, when the rubber meets the road, the Democrats still choose a white guy, a rich, privileged white guy. But if you'll remember, here's a tweet. Old at the Democrats, Trump is a rich white guy born into money. That's everything that's wrong with the world. New. At the Democrats, we chose a white, rich, white guy born into money to represent us. Huh. So how the Democrats love to sneer that the Republican Party is the of the rich, white man. And just to prove how different they are, they chose the rich, white man to speak for them this next week. You, 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 you can't make this kind of stuff up. You, you can't make this kind of stuff up. You can't go out there. And what's amazing to me is they sit there and they say that women don't have the same rights as men or they don't get paid the same or there's not equal pay and they fight for that. But 
you know, I watch all these videos on YouTube. And I don't know if you know, uh, the guy by his name's Fleckus. And I can't think of, I think it's Austin Fleckus. He goes out and he always asks all these questions. And on his microphone, it's kind of funny. He has a road mic that goes on top of a camera. And it's actually R-O-D-E is what it is. It's a road. It's the brand. But he has this microphone. And he's got it taped to a wooden spoon. And he goes out to all of these, I don't know, all, all of these gatherings, the, these protests, these women's marches. And he asks these women, you know, why are you marching? Well, we don't like Donald Trump, but why? Well, because he doesn't. Da, 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 da. But they never give you really an answer. They just hate him. I mean, they hate freedom, right? They they don't want anything to do with it. But the, the left tells you that they are the party of diversity, right? We're inclusive. We, we, we are for the little guy. We're for the middle class guy. But yet here we are. And who do they decide to do? I mean, not that I care. I mean, this is the funny thing. I really don't care that they chose a very pasty white rich guy to rebut what Donald Trump says. I I really don't because I'm not offended like that stuff. But the left will tell you that, you know, there has to be diversity, that there has to be equal opportunity. So you would think, I mean, this is just something you would think. But you would think that they would pick either someone of, well, I sh- I'm actually, this might be the most anti-racist the left has been. Because normally everything is identity politics with the left. I mean, they only pick you because of the color of your skin or because of, you know, your plumbing. Heaven forbid if you were a white man, right? And then they pick the white man. So you could almost say... That the Democratic Party's being anti-racist, right? So here's my question. Where are all the feminists in the Democrat Party? Where are all the women, you know, that, that, that should say, well, you know, why is there a man rebutting Trump? Why isn't there a woman? Kind of stuff, right? I mean, that would be that would be my question. But here we are. Once again, Donald Trump has the left so flummoxed, they just don't know what they're doing. They don't even know. They honestly, I don't even think they know how to react anymore. I I think coherently they are done. I think they are so, I mean, the left, let's just lay this out. The Democrat Party is so used to getting its way. They've never had to work this hard to try to get their way. You understand what I'm saying? Like, for instance, before the left would come out and say, you're a racist, dirty pig. And then the Republican would be like, oh, you're right. Oh, 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 I, I don't want to be, I don't want to look like a bad guy in the media. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Right. I mean, that's always the way it's been. The left comes out and, and they accuse someone on the right of being exactly what they are, and here we are. But yet the left, they're not used to this. The Democratic Party is not used to a fighter. And that's why, you know, that's look, 
This is why the media doesn't like Donald Trump. This is why the media tries to label Trump as a bully. And this is why the media has tried to, and every time they've tried, it's been shown that it doesn't work. Now, I see I've got a phone call, so I'm going to run there real quick. Jody from Utah, welcome to the conservative cartel. How are you? I am just great. Hey, Matt, here's what I think would be really awesome and the most epic booyah burn mic drop. Donald Trump in his State of the Union references John Kennedy and the tax cut that he did and ties it to what just happened. Oh, that would be that'd be really good because we got the young Kennedy coming up for the response. That would be very smart, Jody. Uh, yeah, and that would demonstrate and just take away. I think part of the reason why the, the Democrats got this Kennedy kid in there, and he's grandkid, whatever, is they're, they're trying to rest on that legacy name. No, take that legacy away. Boy, no, just burn their what, house Jody. down while they're in it. I love that. I love that. Jody, thank you for the call. That's fantastic. Maybe we ought to give Donald Trump a call. and say, uh, well, Look, I'm sure if you watch, that will probably happen. I mean, once again, Donald Trump's a pretty smart guy. I mean, to let that out, I didn't think about that there, but I'm a little slow on the uptake this morning. But that's fantastic because the last person, well, you know, JFK talked about cutting taxes all the time. The best way to jumpstart the economy cut taxes. So that would be that would be a very slick move on Trump's part to do that. But I think he's already got that planned. But the problem is well, I'm going to I'm going to reiterate this and finish up on this note cuz got just about a couple minutes left. The left doesn't know what to do. Donald Trump's a fighter. If you hit Donald Trump, he's going to hit you back. Twice as hard. The left doesn't know what to do. The left, quite frankly, has no idea how to handle because, look, Brian from Chicago, I'm just picking on him today because I think he's completely wrong. Called Trump a bully. But I think what the real, the the actual case of the matter is the left has always been the bullies. The left, they've always bullied to get their way. The left is, they've always bullied the Republican Party. They've always cried wolf. They've always said, oh, you know, whatever, you're da 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 da, and made the, the claim without any kind of evidence. Herman Cain comes to mind. Uh, Clarence Thomas comes to mind. Uh, you know, it's always, let's throw something out there, but let's have no facts to back it up. But the left has always bullied the right. And now that the bully, the left, has been punched straight in the nose. Now they don't know what to do. The left doesn't know what they, they don't know what to do. I mean, they, they are completely lost to the fact that they've never had a Republican ever stand up to them. The American people are seeing it. They don't know how to handle it. It's crazy. But look, on the other side, Maxine Waters. Yeah, that she's going to give a national address on BET after Trump's State of the Union. This ought to be interesting to see what she says. She had to go to Black Entertainment Television. All that and much more. 
When we come back, the cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Talk about racists. Maxine Waters is giving a national address on black entertainment television after Trump's State of the Union. One of President Trump's fiercest critics will address the country just after next Tuesday. Tuesday, State of the Union Representative Maxine Waters, a California Democrat, will speak at the top of a BET news special after Trump delivers the State of the Union a BET spokesperson told BuzzFeed News. Welcome back to The Conservative Cartel. My name's Matt Locke. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. You'd like to be part of the program. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. Now, look, we've got a couple more of these SHOT Show companies. We want to get to Outback Arms. You're going to love this guy, Australian Peter Kors. Fantastic guy. Let it go, Ron. Matt Locke here, the conservative cartel, live from the SHOT Show, Las Vegas, Nevada, day three. And I'm sitting across the table. Once again, let's see your name, Paul Coors from Outback Arms. Paul, Yep. welcome to the program. Great. Thank you. Glad what, to be here. What do you do? Yeah, we, we actually do range uh, and target shooting and so on. Uh, I'm a farmer and uh, uh, in the building industry in Australia, but our main thing here is we're learning all about the, the, the guns and so on in America, uh, what we can't have. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, fighting back in Australia. Well, let's uh, talk about Australia, because love the accent, by the way. We've got a few Australians that listen to the conservative cartel. But okay. we know the gun laws are very prohibitive in Australia. What do you face? Uh, probably, probably one of the biggest things that you'll come across, I think, in America, and to be wary of, is the uh, safe storage laws. One of the biggest issues we have is, and most people lose their guns by that, is if you haven't got your ammunition secured, you lose all your guns. So if you go shooting and you drop a bullet on the floor of the car and you get pulled over, that's insecure storage. Wow. So be very, very wary of, yeah, we're in fa- all in favour of safe storage. Yeah. But, you know, where do you draw the line? So you do have to be very careful. So what is the procedure in Australia to actually own a gun? Yeah, it's um, basically start to scratch. You have to attend a course, uh, a two-hour course. Uh, we're lucky. It's actually run by the shooting organisations, so that's a big bonus. So uh, they're on our side. You do the course. You then have to fill out uh, about five pages of paperwork. You have to find a person that's not a relative that has known you for 12 months and will vouch for you. They'll sign to say that you're sane. Wow. That's so you need a reference. Yes. That's crazy. And that, I live in, a, in an area where we have a lot of people travelling through in a country area. So a lot of the government people that transfer in, uh, it's hard for them to find somebody that will vouch or sign for them and knowing them for 12 months. Wow. So that's just another hurdle that they put in your way. So, so tell us what you've done. 
because we hear that you have done some stuff with the 50 caliber. Yep. So what have you, tell, tell our folks what you've done. Yeah, approximately three years ago, our, our federal government tried to import the ban of 50 caliber rifles. So they've always been fairly restricted or hard to get. So we set about setting up a club and a competition. We're very lucky that when they wrote the gun laws in 1996, uh, they catered for target shooters. So as long as it's an international event, you can keep and get the firearms, as long as it's not a semi-automatic. So we've been setting up in each of the state's competitions and getting the 50 cals approved. So we're fighting back. It's so how long, how long has that taken? How long have you been trying to get the 50 cal approved? Uh, that's four years now. So we had one state that already had them okay. Right. But we're slowly working our way through. So we had our first, um, we had the president of the FCSA over for our first shoot last year, major shoot. And we'll have the international shooters back again in April for our first 1,000-yard uh, titles in Australia. Fantastic. So, so tell us where they can find you. How does someone, you have a website, social media? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, we're just a long-range shooting club of Australia. Double S-double-A, type that up and you should come to us. Well, yeah. I certainly, sir, appreciate your time. Thank you for stopping by the cartel. Love your story. Thank you. Thanks for supporting us. Love, I always love the accent of the Australians, but, uh, so let, I, I was talking about when to get that in there. I got one more here in the, in the last segment that we'll get to, but, uh, Maxine waters who for all intents and purposes, this lady has lost every, uh, every ounce of intelligence is all I can say. But the amazing thing is she's running to BET. And she's going to give the rebuttal on BET. And my question is, is that racist? I, I mean, I, I'm so... It's amazing to me, as I'm watching Neil Cavuto up here on Fox News, they're, they're talking about all these people boycotting the, the State of the Union, which Maxine Waters is one of them. But yet she's going to then... Go on to be ET and give a rebuttal. So is she watching the State of the Union and not being there in person? Or is she just going to give a rebuttal on what she thinks Donald Trump's going to say? I mean, these 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 lefties, they don't make a bit of sense. So the program that she's going to be on, Angela Rye's State of the Union is part of a broader partnership announced just days ago between the network and the Democratic strategist and political commentator. Now, Rye will executive produce news programs with a sharp focus on issues facing black Americans. The program will run quarterly, BET said they release. The spokesperson said act activists and some elected officials will analyze Trump's first year in office on the program and will talk about building black politics and the value of engagement across today's socio-political landscape. Now, let's talk about the black community, shall we? Let's talk about the black community and Democrats. Because it was LBJ who said he was going to have those N-words voting Democrats for 100 years, right? I mean, that's not racist or anything, but calling them the N-words. That's perfectly fine, right? What has the Democratic Party done for the black family? I'll give you a few seconds. Let you stew on that for a little bit. 
Nothing. Nothing. That's right. Nothing. I mean, the Democratic Party has promised for the last 50 years at least that they were going to do something for the black family. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. But yet, what, 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 what keeps happening? Blacks in volume continue to vote for Democrats. Why? Now, here we are, by the way. Here's the whole point of this whole deal. Donald Trump has lowered black unemployment to an all-time low. Welfare going down, stock market going up, wages going up, jobs going up. Blacks, you can say, black Americans have done better under President Trump than at any time in the past. So my question yet again is, what the hell is Maxine Waters doing? You know, the black, the black congressional caucus, you, you got, I mean, this is why we have racism in this country. Could you imagine white entertainment television? Or there's a show on TV. I think it's called blackish. It's like, really? I mean, could you imagine having stuff on there that was just particularly white? I mean, these people would be blowing their lids, but yet here we are. It's the society that we currently live in is everything has to be identity politics. Everything has to be racist. And someone's got to be a victim status because if they're not, then the left has nobody that will follow them. I mean, it's as plain as the nose on your face. I I sit here and I talk about it on the program. All the time. You know, you you have the Democratic Party using voter blocks because of their skin color or because of their position in society or because of the way they're treated or because of whatever happened in the future. The Democratic Party capitalizes on the fact that 200 years ago, your family, they're, they're not, well, yeah, probably 200 years ago now, slavery back in the 1800s. I mean, the left identifies you as only an identity. They don't care about you personally. They don't care. I mean, they're going to, they don't want, that's exactly why they don't want to fix immigration. It's exactly why they don't want a wall. It's exactly why they're hardcore against DACA. I mean, these people are so transparent. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Gosh, one segment left. One segment left. You're going to want to stick around for this. The XFL. Making a a repeat here. We're going to talk about it and why it will continue to work. Don't go anywhere. Conservative Cartel. Be right back. The Conservative Cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the conservative cartel. Matt Locke here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is still open. 
888-900-3393. We've got one more SHOT Show interview here. We're going to play for you. Joe Byers from Whitetails Unlimited. Go ahead, Ron. Matt Locke here from the Conservative Cartel live at the SHOT Show 2018 Las Vegas, Nevada. And sitting across from me, Joe Byers, Whitetails Unlimited. Joe, how are you? I'm great. Now, Joe, tell us what you do. Well, I'm a, a journalist. I, I write for the hunting page. I do a post about every day. Uh, I'm here at the show looking at new products, talking with um, inventors, uh, the folks that are marketing uh, products in the coming year. So what's your main emphasis? Um, well, hunting. We okay. uh, do less black guns, more bolt action, shotguns, that kind of thing. Uh, but we also do a lot with archery. Uh, and I personally, I, I've been an archer for about 40 years, and I wrote a book last year called The Ultimate Guide to Crossbow Hunting. Well, tell us about that book. Well, it's, um, it's kind of relevant at the SHOT Show here because uh, a lot of hunters are interested in archery uh, or, or want to experiment with it. Uh, but that's difficult because uh, if you're going to shoot a compound bow, it takes uh, commitment. You know, you have to practice a lot and so forth. Whereas with a crossbow, if you if you devote um, you know a couple of days a week for a month, you can be very proficient with a crossbow. Yeah, I'm 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 a compound bow hunter. Oh, okay. And it, it takes a lot of upper body body strength. I mean, it's not yeah. something that you know can just happen there. You got to have some upper body strength. You got to be able to pull that bow back. And like you said, you got to practice a lot. I mean, it, it's a little different thing there. So I get that. So why the crossbow? And, and is there a certain crossbow that you plug? Well, um, I, I, as a journalist, I, I try a lot of them. Okay. Uh, I, I, one of my favorite ones is the Camex, C-A-M-X. And I like it because uh, when I first saw it at the archery show last year, a guy would take this bow and throw it against a concrete wall, uh, drag it back with a rope, throw it again, shoot it, and it, it consistently shot accurately. And so wow. it just, it's just indestructible. And so that's... But don't you find it amazing how technology has changed over the years in the hunting industry? It, it has. And, uh, and longer, uh, longer range shooting is becoming very popular now. Um, a lot of uh, uh, venues downstairs and the various, um, various booths here where we're looking at longer range shooting. Uh, that's also crept into the uh, crossbow arena, which I'm not excited about. Uh, you know, there's some of the crossbows are talking about uh, groups at 100 yards and so forth, and there's there's no way. I mean, if you want to be a target shooter, that's right, fine. Right, But there's no way. Just just like a, a 30 out six will shoot at a thousand yards. Right. But when you look through a scope, you don't see a thousand yard mark there no. for, on your rifle. So uh, similar similar circumstance. Yeah, I have some buddies that professionally shoot their bow and arrow, and they mm -hmm. have their little sights that go out to 100 yards, and they <laughs> and competitively. But to take down an animal. Yes. You know, you want to make sure you take down that animal that, you know, you, you, you kill it. I mean, you, you don't you want to be humane. I, I think the public yes. doesn't understand that about hunting. I mean, I won't shoot my, cro my, my bow more than 40 yards. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just what I'm comfortable with. But uh, tell us where they, we can find your book. Tell us all about you. How can they find you? Well, I'm, I'm on Amazon. Okay. Uh, it's, again, it's called The Ultimate Guide to Crossbow Hunting. Uh, the last time I checked, it had five stars. So Love that it. Was, that was <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, hasn't made any money yet, but uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe this will change all that. So you, I don't you know. look we'll like see. a very, you sound and look like a very passionate guy, and that's what we all love. We're all passionate about the business we do. We'd always love to help you out, Joe. Thank you for stopping by the Conservative Cartel. We certainly appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.
And there you go. We've highlighted the interviews we did at SHOT Show this last week. And I'll tell you, we talked to so many more people there. It was fantastic. Everybody was great to talk to. But those were some of the companies that we, we in, in specifically, you know, did some interviews with. But I want to get to this last story here. And I can't believe I'm, I'm just happy I made it through the three hours. I didn't know if I was going to make it through three hours when I started this program, as terrible as I felt this morning. But the XFL, we, we, we've seen the NFL this year do everything that it could to ruin its brand. You know, with the start of Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling for the flag and, you know, all of the woes and the terrible oppression that everybody feels, you know, the NFL allowed its social justice warriors to run amok. And it has put the NFL into a very difficult position. So difficult, in fact, that... Vince McMahon, who did own at one time, may still own, you know, WWE, WWF, you remember WrestleMania, all that stuff. He is uh, returning to professional football. I mean, he did this sometime back and it didn't work out. One season didn't have the ratings, but here we are, uh, you know, and that, this is what, this is what makes America great competition. And at this point, so with the XFL, on the road to returning to professional football, it is unsurprising that the liberal sports media just had to ask proprietor Vince McMahon if he would be open to hiring anti-American protest inventor Colin Kaepernick. But what McMahon said in reply might surprise many of his potential fans. One of the first things WWE mogul Vince McMahon said when he announced the return of his XFL football league was that players would have to stand for the national anthem. So one might think this rule would automatically exclude unemployed national anthem protester Colin Kaepernick from joining the new league. But when McMahon was asked specifically about hiring the former San Francisco 49ers second string quarterback, the reminted football league boss said he absolutely would consider giving him a shot. Quote, anyone who plays the game of football well and meets our criteria in terms of quality of human being, why not? As long as everyone abides by the rules laid down. See, that's the deal. The NFL has rules. Can't wear different cleats. You can't advertise. You can't do all this stuff. But yet they're allowing these thugs to continue to protest. But the crazy thing about all of this, here comes the racism again. Here comes the division again. ESPN's Michael Wilbon describes the XFL as a whitewashed, idolistic brand of football. Here we go. Thursday on ESPN's Pardon the Interruption, co-host Michael Wilbon weighed in on the XFL's comeback in 2020, calling Vince McMahon's up-and-coming, upcoming league a whitewashed, idolistic brand of football because it will require players to stand for the national anthem and will not allow athletes with criminal records to play. Holy cow. I mean, so that's a bad thing. I mean, the, the really sad thing is I don't think most people know about that. Yeah. How about that? You know, PK says rules, got to follow the rules. But if you follow the NFL, 
like 80% of the rosters in the National Football League are felons. Bet you didn't know that. 80% of the players who play in the NFL have some kind of felony charge on their record. So to have a football league that you follow the rules and you can't be a criminal, it's kind of refreshing, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what we should be striving for? Isn't that what football players should be looking to do to set a good example for the young men and women who are watching them? I mean, I read an article today, I think it was this morning, where a, a National Football League player making $12 million a year stole a phone charger from an Uber driver. I mean, you can't buy another Apple cord to plug your phone in? I mean, you only make $12 million a year. I mean, that's must be tough, right? But I'm going to tell you, if you look at the situation, you look at the circumstance and the timing, and I'll be the first to admit, next weekend's the Super Bowl, I'm probably not going to watch it. I just have no interest in doing so. And I watched very few games this year. The NFL has done itself in with the protest. And now here come the consequences of their actions. I hope the XFL does well. I have no problem. I have no problem with that. Hey, it's a competitive market. So to each is one and the best. Hey, that's it for this week. Appreciate the fact you're listening. Tune in tomorrow. The cartel Monday through Friday. Matt Locke, the conservative cartel. Thank you for listening. Cartel out. This is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.